I'm Hang stuck. On. Ross <laughs> is talking about how I have these elaborate thoughts and ideas. And Ross <laughs> wants Elena and just toss Rice Krispies yeah. over the what else am I going to do? I've got I, I nothing in my car. I don't know. Eating pennies out of the cup holders. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's got iron in here. There's got iron converted to glucose. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Grind Podcast. I'm with Justin Mahaley, and I am joined by the boys live in studio. So make sure you're watching this on the YouTube because it is an epically hilarious podcast episode. As always, make sure to leave us a five-star rating review. Subscribe to us. Share us with your friends. All of those help us tremendously. Get ready for this one. There's some good stuff in here. Hypoglycemia, fasted cardio coming your way. I'll see you inside. All right. So um, recently I've been starting off the podcast with handshakes with the guests that I'm across from, but there's three of you here and that's like way too much handshaking going on. I feel like we'd be 30 minutes in the podcast. And way too much hazardous. Yeah. COVID spread. Way COVID is spreading through our bodies right now. And I don't want to share that with each of you guys. I think I'm okay. We can spit pre-workout in each other's mouths. We can spit pre-workout in each other's mouths. Um, I was just telling the, the, the boys, there's this Instagram ad with that shirt uh, this is a spit pre-workout in my mouth. And of course, of course I ordered that. I'm planning on wearing it out with my bucket hats. I got some new bucket hats in. I know Ross loves when I wear bucket hats. Um, so I'm going to have that shirt on one of my colorful bucket hats with the mullet flowing out the back. Did I ever give you shit for sunglasses? Not yet, but I do know it's coming. Every time I post a bucket hat, I'm like, Ross is going to fucking no. No, just the mullet. Just when your mullet is all disheveled. Is disheveled? Yes. Disheveled. Uh, I don't know that word. It's uh, like a Yiddish. Okay. Gene term. Unshiveled. <laughs> I mean, he's he's Jewish, you know. So like, your mold's good when it's like kept clean. Okay, but when it's like, oh yeah, like you look like the Home Alone guy. Where are we at right now, Ross? How are we looking? Oh, you tell me there, bud. I can't really see that well. I think you should gel it, straighten it, and gel it like Jake. Straighten Cutler. it. Yeah. Yeah. No way in yeah. hell. The yeah. curls. No way the hell. No. Yeah, love the yeah, girl. and every single female that that has talked to me about yeah, the wallet, no. no, straighten and no. tell, no, like Jay Cutler with a headband. I'm not big enough for to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the curls are are something else. It's almost like a continuation of his beard. I agree. Curls, curls. All right, two the two women in the room said curls. Yeah. Daniel said curls. So Ross Thomas <laughs> next. Congratulations, you have been voted off the island. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ross Olympia preps underway. How we doing? Hungry. You look big. Strong. You're real growing, strong, huh? tan, improving. Yeah. Everything's going. 250. Uh, it was 253 on Tuesday. Okay. Didn't weigh myself yesterday or Okay. Okay. So how's things looking right now? Can't can't can, my glutes can are I, still striated, so I saw that. That looks good. Can I ask how drugs look this far out in terms of total milligram compared to like deep in a contest prep? Because what's interesting to me is you qualified recently. Obviously, everyone knows at the end of a contest prep, like drugs are going to be very high, no matter who you are. Um, and then like what I would do is I would just have someone like come off completely for a little bit of time, like no injections or just a very small amount of tests. 
But then like your threshold, I feel like would still be relatively high given what you just went through. So I would think at the start of an Olympia prep, given the minimal turnaround time, are drugs pretty high for you right now? I went, dude, I just think about this. I'm getting ready for the Olympia. Yeah. What the fuck do you think I'm doing? So they've got to be really high right now. What the fuck? Are, are they as high as like the end of a contest prep? It's two totally, like literally the exact side of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Of compounds and yeah. Some of the dosages. Mm, I would say it's high. Yeah. 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 You ever use insulin? Do you guys like insulin? Yeah, I have, dude, I have this fun, funny story. One of my good friends, God rest his soul. He's a complete bonehead. Um, he messages me like out of nowhere. He goes, Ross, I just took 30 units of Humalog. What do I do? And I'm like, why the fuck did I, you do that? I, he didn't ask what he does. That's Continue true. the story. What the fuck? Why did you do that? This guy, my friend, took the wrong type of insulin. He did. He did. Supposed to he did. Atlantis. Was supposed to shoot Slow Lantis. acting. Yeah, what a fucking dumbass. And this dumbass That's took stupid. the fastest shit right yeah. into the... Right into the bloodstream. You tell him to yeah. up and go to start training, bro. I said no. <laughs> I said go You're drink some coke. You're about to get the greatest pump yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> what a stupid for. He has a podcast, doesn't he? He does. Of course, he has a you fucking know what? podcast. He looks kind of like you. The mullet's not as good though. <laughs> he he strains his hair. That's he doesn't the, wear bucket hats. That's the issue. <laughs> All right. So the other day, um, I was like really stressed with work. Um, this like, this is Monday after leg day. So I had a huge meal in front of me and I was like, fuck, I need to fucking shoot my leg. So I walked to the fucking fridge and I like pull out an insulin pen. I just like loaded the fuck up. And I'm like, fuck dude, like I have to get to work. And I just shoot it in and whatever. I'm like 10, 12 minutes in and I am sweating bullets, dude, out of nowhere. My vision's getting fuzzy. I didn't even tell Thomas about this. Light as my a vision's getting fuzzy. I feel like trash, but I'm so hot. It felt like the sun was inside of my body. <laughs> so I'm, I'm eating rice and chicken, like as I'm speaking this and I'm like, dude, as I'm experiencing this. So I go, I grab out the, I have this tub of raw intro that's been sitting there for <clears throat> Lord knows how long. And I have water in these blender bottles and I'm just filling them with this fucking raw intro and I'm just downing it. And I go over and I grab the honey out of the fucking pantry and I'm grabbing anything I have. I call Danielle. I'm like, you have to get to my house right now. Like, I, I think I'm good, but you need to get here right now. Like, I should not be here alone. And, like, Ross's name popped up on my phone, and, like, I texted him right away. Like, dude, I just fucking shot 30 units of Humalog. Like, Damn. hoping, you know, maybe Ross has an off-the-wall something that's in my house that maybe Ross has a suggestion to help me further than I already am. So I'm chugging. I took, like, half of that raw intro thing down. It was like 380 some total carbs. Um, you know, I, I had 800 grams of jasmine rice, which is, you know, what the fuck ever. Um, I was just crushing food. Danielle brought me all this candy and I was just shoveling it. Can in I ask my you mouth. a question? I think yeah. you covered it. If yeah. you, if you had a client that was really good. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he struggled to like get to the next level and it was the food. Yeah. Would you recommend that in a controlled environment? In a controlled environment? Like, yeah. dude, I want you to shoot 50 units of humalog have have all this shit ready yeah just have someone 911 on, go, on nuts. go nuts, go nuts. just wait there until you feel the drip yeah yeah so 
I've talked to one of my friend, one of our friends. I think I think you're friends with him as well, Morgan Rice. I talked mm-hmm. to him about that. He's like, if I don't think someone's hitting the diet, yeah, he told me this too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like 70, 80 units of Lantus, yeah, and all of a sudden they come not, back and they yeah. don't feel well. Yeah, I mean, enough on the diet, but they have like eleven hundred carbs in their diet and like yeah. all this food. So like with that, even with eighty units of uh, of Lantus of long acting, like you're still gonna be all right. Yeah, but like. You're, you're going to feel, but if you're not eating that food, you are going to go in the fucking tanker, dude. Like, it's going to drop so fast and so hard. It's going to take one time. Yeah. But if I have a client that I really trust, I have a couple. You you bringing that up brought a couple people to mind. Like, hey, dude, get this, 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 and this. I would have them start eating first and then shoot it. Like, I'll start 20 units and just see how it goes. And then, yeah, when you feel that drip come and you that body temperature – I mean, it's off to the, you guys have, well, you haven't done that. No. Have you, have you ever You've never been hit that? hypo? Um, oh I've, my God. I've been hypoglycemic before, but. From insulin or not? Yeah, but, n- yeah. but it wasn't any, it was never like an emergent situation. Oh. What I'm interested in though is yeah. like, could you maybe like reduce the amount of insulin, reduce the risk and supplement it with like GHRP6 or something like that, that also stimulates hunger? I just feel like I, I couldn't have possibly been hungrier than I was in that moment. That There's was like no. eat, to, eat to live. Yeah. Yeah, 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 dude. It's a completely different thing than just you know, like, yeah, you've never had that before? No, I yeah, I've certainly have. But like, is that like systemic kind of stressful response? I think so. A, a good way to like will your body receive that that food that you're gonna be ingesting? Or is it too sympathetic? Because it, like you said, it's to live, right? That's a flight or fight. No, response. it's not going to be. But but I don't think it's going to be too sympathetic. Because once once the blood sugar is under control, you're going to shift back, and there's so much to digest in your stomach. Yeah. Like you calm yourself down. It's a controlled environment, a controlled setting. Once you feel those symptoms start fading away, I I I, I feel like it could be a positive response. I think we should make Thomas, was, Thomas do it. We should make Thomas do it, dude. <laughs> Thomas can eat on an arm day. Thomas can eat too, dude. That guy can put down some food. He on really weak, fucking on can. one of his weak body part days. Yeah, you, have you ever done that? What the what? What I did? You ever no. fucked up with your insulin? The only thing that's been uh, that's happened, I got stuck behind a train track, a train. Uh, that you was, were underprepared. Well, yeah, because it was a seven minute, a seven minute car ride. The train was like 12, 15 minutes. So I took my insulin right after Gold's yep. drive home, and I was like, oh, my God. And I remember I was on the phone with Elena. You may need to come run over and throw something over the train because yeah. I'm stuck because all, all the cars are behind me. I'm Hang stuck. on. Ross is talking about how I have these elaborate thoughts and ideas. And Ross <laughs> wants Elena and just toss Rice Krispies yeah. over the train. What else am I going to do? I've got nothing in my car. I don't know. Eating pennies out of the cup holders. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's got iron in here. There's got iron Like It's not like something you muscle through. No. You don't yeah. just tough through yeah. it, dude. <laughs> you definitely don't. Like, I, I, I was in some desperate need of some help. Anyone who's done that before knows exactly what I mean. But like, it was definitely never scary. I was definitely never like scary. But I, I do. Like, oh, the, the good part about going hypo, and I'm probably not advocating <laughs> the hunger you get yeah dude it's it is you can eat so much food yeah, yeah. i used yeah. to chase that feeling when i was dieting yeah like doing fasted yeah. cardio like i take uh some l-carnitine and like yeah. one unit insulin and do my cardio and gh I and i used to 
like when I would start, when the cold sweats would come on, I'd be like, now I'm burning fat. Yep. Yep. I'd be like, now I'm getting it. You know, uh, Phil Viz likes doing some of that. He likes, if you wake up and you're over like a certain blood glucose, which I, I do my fasted cardio engagements off of blood glucose yeah. as well. Um, if you're like over 90, he'll like, all right, take a unit, take two units. Like, you know, he'll, he'll have it like for the client and he'll bring that blood sugar down. But like, that's not enough to fucking like take you out. Right. Like that's no. not enough. But just, I, I agree with you when I'm doing cardio and I start getting that, like, I'm a little lightheaded. I'm sweating a little bit more than maybe I should be. Like, when your blood sugar is low. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm like, oh, like, I just started. Like, let's let's go. Like, I just moved up a placing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's how. And I, I, I sit there thinking about, like, this is coming off my glutes. Like, this yeah. is coming from my glutes right now. Like, every fucking stride, that fat's just coming off of my glutes. It drives you. It really does. But I've never tried the insulin before fasted cardio. I do think it's a genius idea. I think that was coined by Meadows, right? I think so. The Elkarn and the insulin. Yeah, John Meadows did insulin and Elkarn together because the only way Elkarn you know, gets delivered, for the people listening, the only way Elkarn gets delivered is if insulin is somewhat elevated. So obviously, if you take it first thing in the morning, it's not going to get there, even in like oral you want to take it like with a pre-training meal because obviously the carbohydrates from that are going to spike that insulin up a little bit. But like, yeah, we're discussing John Meadows, who I don't think anyone would argue has the best conditioning of like anyone that's ever, you know, stepped on a stage. Um, Just a different level of grainy. Um, He would do the insulin in the morning upon waking. I think he would do the growth hormone in the middle of the night so that it was like hitting when when uh, he woke. Uh, I might be wrong on that one, but I'm pretty sure he's who I got that from. And I do do that myself with my athletes. And then the injectable L-carnitine um, so that it has the vehicle to go. And then, you know, you take things like, you know, him being on top of that and that's helping that effect. You're taking clenbuterol on top of that or, you know, some people do like using albuterol. I, I don't really throw have a curveball yeah. since you said in the middle of the night. Yeah. What are your thoughts, everyone here, about eating in the middle of the night? Oh, I don't. I've been I've been doing yeah I've been doing that lately. Yeah. I've been waking up around consistently at two o'clock and getting up and like eating some not yeah. like a full meal but like I'll just like grab you know whatever maybe like uh, last night I had three cookies. Okay. I was thinking more of like okay. a protein shake, yeah, or like eggs. If you go to bed no. with a protein shake, <laughs> I, like well, yeah, just, I mean, look at the guy. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> it's clearly working. So keep fucking eat, keep eating those fucking cookies, <laughs> boogity. <laughs> The H-E-B. Yeah, the oh H-E-B ones, they're not even good ones. <laughs> I think there's something to be said about you make a protein shake, you go to bed, and like you Jay wake Cutler up. Jay Cutler used to do that, I heard. Yeah. He did. He used to go to In-N-Out or have peanut butter and jellies. Yeah, that's a great idea. Have it, like, if you prepare it before bed, you have it in the fridge, and then you wake up hungry, and you just have a protein shake and PB&J. Yeah. It's been a pretty common practice for me. So I've had- I've You been, do it. Yeah, yeah, I do it too. You do it. I do. I'm the only one that doesn't do it, I'm the smallest fucking guy in the room. Last nine days, two o'clock in the morning, full meal, and I'm right back to bed. Full meal. I mean, full, like, I thought mean, like a rice cake. Calorie type. Yeah. Yeah. I I do, I use the animal meal. Animal meal is really good with like an extra scoop away, banana. Is that their mask? Yeah, it's like their meal replacement. Okay. But why do you like that one? It's pretty cheap, but I like it a lot. What's your pro for that? uh, It's it's easier i don't have to i don't have to waste time like no 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 for like stuff in it eating eating in the middle of the night is what's the what's your thought process oh oh okay well it makes 
at least for me, like in an off season, eating, knowing I have one in the middle of the night makes meals one through five a lot easier for me and a lot more palatable because I'm not in a rush. There, there got to be a point when I was a peak off season when it was like 258, where like, if I wasn't up at 6am eating my first meal for the rest of the day, yeah, screw That's only with five meals. I'm running. Yeah. I'm running with five meals. Yeah, I think at the I at the at the top end it was like eight hundred and seventy carb grams of carbohydrate. Yeah, on a training day, and then I'm my training's so slow. Yeah, because I'm so fat yeah. and so tired. Yeah, that it, that cuts into the eating window yeah. too. Okay, so the the meal in the middle of the night. You have, you have six meals every day. Six meals, and then now it's seven. And you have no that. issue with that at all. No, I had three today already. Not now. Look how lean he is. He and, he'll, he won't have a problem with that. But he does that in the off season too. Yeah, he does six meals get, a day in the off. You don't get overly stuffed. Uh, I got overly stuffed the um, twenty twenty one off season. We were doing eight whole meals, and that was horrible. My training sucked. Yeah, couldn't breathe. Yeah, like my my it was like up to the second. Same like you. If anything, like uh, detoured me from that schedule, I was yeah. fucked. Yeah. I, I what do the, these meals look like, Ross? Like eight meals a day. So like not every meal is like a protein or rice. No, or yeah. like well, right now or what? No, no, no. When you're hitting like eight meals a day. Oh, there was there was at least four of them was yeah eight ounces of protein, four hundred rice. Four of them was like that. Yeah. Wow. You know you know what's cool about like that you 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 and Dom trying that approach is that like although it probably wasn't a great approach as no. you're talking about now, like at least you did it and you know yeah. yeah. You have and, the answer. And now How many have, clients can you actually yeah, run that with? And you have the continuity yeah. of having the same coach for five years mm -hmm. to be like, yeah. okay, like that one didn't work. Let's try. And then this, this is other a great one. point because most people, when they try things, hey, this didn't work. Bye, coach. That's yeah. what I was just going to say is the luxury that's there is the fact that Ross is never leaving Dom and Dom knows that. So now you have this array of luxuries of, well, let's try this. Let's try yeah. this. This is off the wall. Let's try this. Like I definitely have those athletes I work with that like I can do anything. You have with the you. confidence that they're not yeah. going to leave. And like if it doesn't work, then whatever. Like that, that's okay. We did a lot of that with Noah, Eleanor McCabe. Right, you know, right now she's been in a prep for a while. There, I wanted to try some different things. I communicated that with her. She was down to try it because I know if this doesn't work, it doesn't. It's not like she's firing me. Like we yeah. have so we have opportunities for the rest of her time competing and my time coaching. We have opportunities to just try things out and, and really nail it. And it was interesting because two there's two key things I really wanted to try with her. They're a little premature to talk about on the podcast, but I guess I could. That I loved what I saw, so now I'm trying it with multiple other clients. But you only get to have that level of innovation if with the the client that's in front of you, you're talking to right now, you know is going nowhere. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great point, Dan. It's like, yeah, Ross, uh, uh, Dom could tell Ross to eat eight meals a day, and it just doesn't matter. He's not going to be like, hey, I don't think this plan's working for me. It's way, like, way too much food. Like, what the fuck? I don't think you're working for the plan is the actual yeah. issue. <laughs> we also make the assumption, too, like as consumers that, like, every coach only has one style, <laughs> right? Like they only coach athletes one way. That's it. And if you don't fall into that specific level of volume in your training or yeah. 16 ounces of protein, then like you can't hang on this team. Yeah. Where it's like, no, the good coaches adjust to the athlete, mm -hmm. not vice versa. Yeah. But it takes great communication. Yeah. And there's real poor communicators. 
you know, that, Most that people we, are poor. I mean, yeah. And people listening to this podcast thinking that they're good are, are not very good communicators. Um, a good communicator is like a very clear, very concise message. There's a, there's updates I get yeah. that I'm like, there's, this is a novel. I cannot believe how long this thing is. And like, you're trying to gather data. You're when, when, when we're assessing updates, this goes for all of us. We're start starting at the top and working to the bottom. Like, or what I do, I open the pictures first and then I go back to the top and then mm. I scroll through, I go through a whole update and my my brain is working like, okay, this happened here and now this happened here and now this happened here and now this happened here. Trying to just configure what's going on and Looking making sure we're on the, the best scale path. Wait for that day. Dude, yeah. if I'm having to like sift through like five sentences of how, dude, how the fuck is your digestion? <clears throat> Not good. Can't go to the bathroom. Last three days. There's so much fluff in there. After meal two. That's all I need. Great. Diet or if digest is great. Great. I don't, I, dude. And then, so you're reading five sentences of digestion, six sentences on sleep, seven sentences on fucking pumps in the gym. The, the problem is, is that the clients, this only happens if the client is a coach like me and Dom. Yeah. So I'm a client and I'm also a coach. Yeah. The problem is the client, every client doesn't understand what a coach goes through. Okay. So if a client types a paragraph of blah, 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 blah. And I have 75, 85, 100 athletes yeah. that I'm checking in. My brain can't even look at this. I'm like, get this out of here. Yeah. I asked you a question. How are your pumps? Great. Awesome. Shitty. Okay, why? Yeah. And then he asked me, I, you tell me the why, and it's crap. Yeah. I'm like, I need itemized. Doom, doom, yeah. Doom, doom, yeah. Doom, doom, How doom. concise can yes. you make this? Thomas, one of my favorite clients I've ever worked with, because his response to everything I ever said was, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. it should be. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Or or like, no well, he doesn't say this. You need to fucking start saying this. Well, or someone's just like, yes, sir. Ah. <laughs> ah! I fucking whooped your ass so bad on that list today. You better call oh, me, well, sir. Oh, yeah, you did. You're lucky I'll make you call me daddy. No. <laughs> I should make you call me daddy. The one thing I don't understand is when they repeat back the changes. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> like they're talking oh. on a police radio. <laughs> Cody, I upped your step count. I, I pulled fats from your training day. And then I gave you a refeed on Wednesday after your chest day. Make sure to send me three top sets. Got it, coach. You up my steps. You up my cardio. <laughs> I'm going to do this, this, this. <laughs> And then I, op I open up a message. I, I get a phone message. I, I open up to that, and I'm like, <laughs> what is why? going on? I know, I know. I know. I know. We love our fucking we clients. Love, we, we, but there's we some it. funny shit we go through. And the problem is, is that it's, uh, it's, it's like, because there's so much math, it's 100 clients, yeah. seven days a week, yeah. 10 messages a day, yeah. four times a month, yeah. 12 months a year. Year after year after year. So all these little tiny interactions yep. to, to the clients are like, wow, Ross is a dick. He <laughs> he responded like in one word or whatever, you know, something. But to us, it's like the biggest fucking thing. You fucking idiot. What the <laughs> fuck? Do you feel like people get mad at you for not having lengthy responses? Um. Well, well funny thing is I was talking to Morgan this yeah. morning. Yeah. She has a coach yeah. and she was, she was like, he's short with me. And I go, okay, what was his response? Good, good. Everything is good. <laughs> and I go, and I go, so from a coaching perspective, yeah. so you're telling me, does that guy work at a gas station? That, that, 
that good, your good. blood Everything work was good. good. Your weight is trending upwards, which we want. Your lifts are going up. Like, what do you want me to say? Everything's <laughs> working. Everything is working, yeah. meaning I don't have to reply to you. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Do you want I, yeah. me to, to give you the worst service so yeah. that my reply is a fucking thesis? Yeah. <laughs> good, good. You know, you know, when I started out, <coughs> when I started out, I was like, there were coaches that like don't respond to things. And I was like, damn, dude, like, you know, that's really shitty for a coach to not respond. And now I would never not respond to an update. Like I would respond to every single update. And now my response updates are definitely getting shorter. Like, dude, it's good. Like, like this is good. So keep moving. Right. So I'm, I'm at the point now where like, if I get sent some shit that I'm like, there's no way in hell that I've put this much work in and to get to this point in my career for me to respond Dude. to some of the Kayla, if you're watching a new client, Kayla, <laughs> I have my clients weigh in every single day and I take the weekly average yeah. for fluctuations. I wake up to a message. I noticed the plan has me checking in the weights every day. I don't have a scale. So I went to the store and I bought one. <laughs> That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Why are you telling me? Snaps. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yay. Yay. You're doing what you're supposed to. I've never messaged Dom. Dude, Dom. I opened up the fridge. No eggs. So I got my keys. Went to my car. Opened the car. Started the car. Went to the HEB. Got the eggs. Put the eggs in my cart. Drove home. Cooked the eggs. Yeah. Now I have eggs. Good job, buddy. <laughs> I don't understand it. Isn't it funny? It's so, it's, it's funny. such an interesting, there, you know what we need to make? We need to make a reality TV show of fucking coaches, like four coaches. Yes. Every Sunday they do yes. check-ins yes. and we just get to see and hear the reactions. And it's just like, you film the whole thing. Yeah. Like all like. I like, would love to see Ross and Jay. Yeah. I would love to see Ross checking out. I'm boring as fuck when I'm working. I would love to see Ross. Because I know that Ross, I know for a fact you're in your place. You're standing there with his feet fucking wide over his fucking counter responding. To, and someone sends a message. He's just like, dude, fucking no way. Yeah, just like, same thing, but I do, I do voice messages. Oh, you, yeah. You I'll send, do voice messages. You send like, all voice messages? I try to, yeah. I like to do that. Yeah. Um, sometimes I get tired from talking, so I'll type. Dude, my WhatsApp thing's like not really working. Oh, I do it on a computer. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Do the, that makes sense. The clients that update you on things, like what you just talked about, do you find them to be more loyal or less loyal or more compliant? Oh. It's, so that's a double-edged sword. It's like they are, yeah, but they're also doing annoying things. Sure. So I'd rather have loyalty and I'd rather have, than lack of yes, loyalty and yeah, not, yeah, not sure. be annoying. Because um, there's clients that don't say anything. And then they quit. Yeah. And they, they don't communicate. Communicate's the number one thing. Yeah. That's what breeds a healthy relationship. But I think there's sometimes there's just unneeded communication. Do you guys set expectations for communication? Oh, yeah. Vanessa knows. Yeah. She has to sign a, a, like a rubric, like a classroom. There's like 20 points. Yeah. This is every, these are all my rules. Mm. And most people read it, sign it, and still... Yeah. Do whatever the fuck they want. Well, they might not. They're not reading it. They're just signing. Yeah. It. So I was thinking about doing a quiz, yeah. having them take a quiz. I like that. Babying them. Thomas, more. I've talked. I talked to you about this before. Um, clients that don't ask questions. If we're we're working together like three months, and you've never had a single question for me, I know for a fact that you're just like seventy percent in this thing, eighty percent in this thing. You've never had a single question about a single thing, like. Dude, when I send out, any of my athletes know this. 
when I send out this starting protocol, I say at the top, like read through this three times. There's two training documents that you get. There's all of this. This is how to submit training videos. This is how to submit check-ins. There's links. There's four videos that I recorded specifically for my clients that only my clients can see at the bottom of the starting protocols. They Those videos combined are probably about an hour long, yada, all this stuff. When you message me for the first time on WhatsApp, you send me your name. I, ha- I have shit so fucking itemized, but it doesn't matter. There's so much information that like you're going to miss some things, right? Yeah. Um, that's why I say three times. When you have me on WhatsApp, t- 10 minutes after I sent you the protocols, Hey, got any questions? I make sure to read through everything about three times, whatever. No, um, read through everything, yada, yada. Like, really? You just got it 20 minutes ago. Those videos are an hour long. Um, I, I I can see who clicks on my, um, like, this is a good, this is what good check-in pictures look like. Yeah. It's Emily Smith's check-in. Mm. And I can see who's clicked on that. And that number didn't go up. Oh, is up. it a shared document? Yeah. That number didn't go up. It's still at like 300 and something, like whatever the fuck it's at. <clears throat> so like, you don't have any, you sure you don't have any questions? You sure you read through everything? And then they get sick and they send me a check-in when they're sick. Oh my God. What do you want me to do? <laughs> or they've been sick all week and you just, I love that one. I, like I have been there like, Hey dude, if we, sk- I, I, so I actually do this. Um, I started enforcing this. I, I definitely think you should as well. Hey, if you weren't 100% with protocol last week, don't check in, communicate with me what happened, but don't fucking check in with me. Cause I start reading the check in on analyze. I'm like, what is the, what's wrong with the protocol? And then you get to the bottom and the message at the bottom. I'm like, fuck dude, I was here for six minutes. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I was here for everything. You fucked off. Like, oh man, that, that, that really drives me insane. I'm not sure what they expected me to do at that point. Done with client talk? Yes, please. (laughs) Moving further along, we've handled hypoglycemia. I think it's fun. You haven't been on the podcast in a minute, so we we haven't been able to have an opportunity to go back and forth. You need to vomit out some stuff. Yeah. Dude, a a few of our podcasts are absolutely like exploding on uh, YouTube right now, but we have a reel on Instagram from you and I's conversation about being hungry and prep that's like super viral. Uh, where I was talking about being hungry, you need to be like real hungry and prep. Like if you're getting in shape, you're going to be extremely hungry. It was posted maybe two weeks ago. Chase that hypoglycemia. And chase that hypoglycemia. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Emily has some good stuff to cut up here from this podcast. Operation hypo. Are, yeah. <laughs> Justin Mahaley and Ross Flanagan are promoting hypoglycemic <laughs> cardio. Yeah. And like actually low key. Just spend the whole Dude, day. Let's, low let's, key. Let's, let's troll it right now. The whole day. Let's do it. Be hypoglycemic. <laughs> Anyone's listening out there, you guys need to shoot 900. (laughs) (laughs) To all the listeners out there, listen to my advice. I'm a professional, okay? IFBB pro going to the Olympia. Mm. Shoot 30 IUs of insulin before you go to bed. Humalog. Justin, approve of it. Approved. Uh, That's what I think you should be doing as well. That's what I have my clients doing from a scientific perspective. It makes sense. All right, cut. <laughs> dude, dude, I want Emily to post that in collab. Right That's before he goes viral. Yes. Look at yes. got. <laughs> yes. And you know what's funny? These so so there's people combating the fact that you have to be hungry and prep on that post. That when you click on their profile, have only ever been fat on stage. Oh. They've never been in shape. And they're talking shit about never been hungry. Loss. I'm like, what? Hey, dude, the definition of insanity 
It's unfucking believable. But some of our shit is doing really fucking good, and I'm extremely excited about that. But there's been a lot of requests that we do our own podcasts, our own like separate podcasts that we keep up with. Maybe somebody's in the works there. I support that decision. You support that decision? Not wholeheartedly. What would you call it? <sighs> call me daddy. The call me daddy podcast. <laughs> would you guys sit like really close to each other? Very. <laughs> Maybe something like party in the front or business in the front, party in the back. Yeah, something like a mullet. Place. Yeah, <laughs> the logo's the mullet. Yeah, but then I can never with your cut chain. It. Yeah. Oh my god, with Ross's chain, Ross's chain of my mullet. This is a genius fucking idea. Yeah. Wow, I just think anything you and I touch is going to go fucking huge. I really feel that way. Yep, that's what she said. That's what she said. All right. Oh, so, hold on. So, hold on. So, speaking, so, speaking of that, speaking of that, I have a story. Okay. Tell me who's in the wrong here or if this is weird. Okay. Okay. So I'm at HEB. This is, I think, last week. Okay. I'm just perusing the some like some aisle or whatever, maybe looking for bread or something. And I have a I just got off uh gun factory. I have a stringer tee on. Yeah. Um, and this father, maybe mid thirties, upper thirties, and his daughter, the daughter has gotta be in like the nine to twelve. Yeah. Okay. Tell me if this is weird or not, or I'm the asshole. The guy says, wow, you're huge. I turn and say, thank you. And he goes, this may be weird. <laughs> well, well weird. it's probably yeah. gay in nature. Do you mind if my daughter touches your muscles? No, no, absolutely not. Oh, I said, no. sir, no, that is extremely weird. He goes, really? I don't <laughs> think so. No fucking yeah. way. And then I'm thinking to myself, That's like extortion. Yeah. this dude is probably like wanting to touch he did, he is. him, his daughter yeah, or something oh like God. that. Yeah. Oh my, there's something and he can't on. do it. So he has to like make her do it. There's something going on there. That's, yeah, that's fucking weird. weird right? That's yeah, strange. That I don't know how I would respond. I mean, I would absolutely say like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Sorry for the tangent. I, no, I, Ross, I, I, I wanted your opinion. Weird. It was actually in Buda. Mm. It was, sound, sounds par for the course. Ross, I wanted your opinion. Um, after I got done destroying these boys on some deadlifts today, we were having it. I mean, dude, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even fucking. What did you pull? Uh, 425. <laughs> Three sets of eight. We were, I think that's good. I mean, yeah, I mean, for now, it's going to progressively. Yeah, thank you. You worked so hard. From our tips we got today yeah we we did get some yeah. good tips today. the strong man trainer at the gym was like helping us out i asked him like if you don't mind like watch and give us some feedback yeah he looked like he was in a lot of pain yeah he just tore his shit he just tore his shit he just tore his acl he goes in for surgery tomorrow yeah dude he, and he was like working out at the end when we were still training he was like doing his own workout that was i was pretty impressed by that i've seen him pull some big shit yeah at the gym, like 650 for a couple yeah a big numbers i do strong big yeah. numbers <laughs> but we were chatting about like man i just there's no preface thomas isn't like white but like he falls in this category there's no white bodybuilder that has this insane posterior that didn't get it that isn't crazy strong at deadlift yeah. there's definitely some african bodybuilders that they like, don't don't deadlift or haven't deadlifted at a high level that have achieved the strong posterior chain but no white bodybuilder has this crazy posterior chain without really like i feel like going through the rigors of deadlifting Does and for deadlift? 
Uh, I think I've seen him do it. I don't think he does. No, I don't think he needs to. Rack uh, pulls, maybe. But I mean, did he deadlift when he went before all the muscle was there? Yeah, who knows? There's very few people at that level that are still deadlifting. You know, I'm not sure the payoff at that point. I mean, if he got good at it, I've implemented after Cali dead full deadlifts, conventional rack pulls, RDLs, and bent over rows. Things I never do. And that was because what do you of the move feedback what? you yeah. were given, and the com- combination of me just like shitting on my back lat spread. Yeah. So now it's posed different. Yeah. So now is it just more of like a? Is that the only body part that you need to focus on? No chest. I want to bring out my glutes. Did you okay. change anything there? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's, with your glutes, that's, that's going to be fall my follow-up yeah. question. Uh, yeah. Is, Yep, uh, added a glute, like a glute and ham day, Yeah, okay. which I've never do. Yeah. Did anything like within the training itself other than the exercises change? Like, are you still doing straight sets or or stuff like that? Or, or I'm trying to figure out what the approach is since, because what you were doing was according to the judges, like insufficient, right? Or not, not as good as it could be. So now we're like re- kind of reverse engineering this yeah. and I'm kind of looking for- So let me try to this. answer that. So- I think I was, I, I'm approaching this this 20 weeks in the, the next off season, taking out my bias on my training philosophies and giving going all in on some things that I don't agree with, some like not fully agree with. Oh. Um, just to see if, to I guess to prove if these things work or not. Just like the... Off-season stuff with the eating. Yeah. Just see if it works. Yeah. Right now, I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving it. I can, I'm connected with the motions, feel it in the muscles. Strength is going up, so. How are you as a deadlifter? How am I? Are you good at deadlifting? Well, I'm getting better and better and better. Yeah. Yeah. It's not natural for you? No, it is. I just had, I didn't do it for five years. For so long, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. What are you pulling right now? You're, You're doing it last, right? Um. No, now I'm doing it uh, on my leg, my quad day. Is yeah. the second. Oh, that's second tough. Motion. Fuck. Yeah. Yesterday is first. What do you do first? Um, leg day yesterday was absolutely insane. Um, hip adduction. Yeah. Ham curls. Then I did power squats. Yeah. Sorry. Then I did narrow hacks. Yeah. Then I did power squats. And I was like, man, I can't do deadlifts. Yeah. Well, just the, the, me saying I can't do it. Yeah. Was enough. Was enough to piss you off. And I fucking yeah. did deadlifts. Oh, yesterday. I, I went for like really hard reps. Yeah. A lot of them. I think I was, I was dead tired. So I was only doing 315. Yeah. But yeah. Um, three that, sets, that, 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 That's what I was trying to get out of you because I think a lot of people listening to the podcast think that like all these bodybuilders are pulling this insane poundages, but like obviously with where it's placed in your training, you're not going to be pulling all this insane weight. No, I, like, I couldn't. For you, 315 pounds is enough for you to deadlift with really good control, good tempo, with great but intent. But the last leg day, mm-hmm. I was doing sets of six to eight. Yeah. And I pulled... Um, four sixty-five, which was a hundred pound PR. Ooh, for me, we might have to deadlift soon. Damn. That sounds yeah. fun, dude. That was sounds that? fun. Was I'd the, love to go back and forth in a deadlift competition. Was the amount of time between those sessions the same? Like, do you think yeah. there was fatigue carryover from the last there time was, you did it? There was definitely fatigue in this session. Yeah, because I added 
typically my leg day was is adduction curls, uh, glute focused power squat, yeah, deads, extensions done. So, so I added in the four sets of hacks. Hmm. Before so the that, your, your volume bump was yeah, four it's, sets it's of a lot. You're a fucking no. Man. The volume bump that for that day was the four sets of deads. You're an animal. Yeah, I'm psycho. Use max endurance on all those days. Right? Oh yeah, I, I have love to. that. I that is one of my favorite today. products. I, That's stamp, one of the best fucking. Have you done Stampede? I haven't. Stampede and max endurance. You will never leave the gym, and you yeah. can go all out 100 percent on everything until I was there for two and a half hours yeah. yesterday. Those are the, and I got twenty thousand steps on top of that too. The cardabolic, my people are loving cardabolic. They're like, yeah, steps and cardio feel like nothing. Like they, they can just go. They can just do it. That's so impressive. But the max endurance, when I take it, it literally, I have to be my own governor at the gym. Like, all right, you need I got to fucking, the you need to chill I out. I got the underground stuff. I got the 2.0 stuff. The, well, how the fuck I get that? My code's doing numbers. Amino Asylum. My code's doing numbers. Is it? I Go to aminoasylum.shop and use Mahalia at checkout to support you, boy. Or code Ross. Code Mahalia at checkout. We'll cut that. We'll cut that code and we'll just Who's double cuter? down on Mahalia. Whoever's cuter, use their code. Oh my God. Easy dub. Easy. Hang on. Easy dub, dude. With the mullet and everything. My receding hairline. <laughs> what stampede make you feel? It's uh, L carnitine with ATP. A little jolt. Yeah. Like a little bit of a jolt. Yeah, and just that energy. Just yeah, like, I like the super shredder because that jolt. I love when that shit hits. You use that? The, you ever use not that? The Project A to you on no, no, the amino. No, it's amino. Oh, they have one called oh, the shredder super shredder. Oh, so I thought you were talking about shredder. Yeah. Uh, no, I've only had max endurance and the like that? pump one. What's you the like pump the max one endurance? called? Monster, 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 yeah, mass monster. monster. Pump. Oh, and it's I used to sleep one. No shit. Did you relax PM blend? Yeah. Ross said it was very sedative. It, it, it can be very scary. At or first, I was, I was, it felt like I was chasing that hypoglycemia again. Yeah. Uh, no way. How much dosage did you No, it's the time. It's the injection speed. I I think the first the time, GABA. I think the first time I did it, I did like half a CC. Okay. Uh, and then eventually worked my way up to one, but like it, it comes over you like a waterfall, just like. And it's because the GABA. You slowly just start getting really tingly and warm, and it's a it's a very visceral feeling. Though? I did it on accident before I trained one time. Same, <gasps> same. My fucking oh, no mother in law switched my way. syringes. No way! Well, if yeah. I did that, Thomas I was would be able to beat me in the gym. Yeah, I did it on a chest day while I was. It's prepping. actually the, the the very first day I was at factory. <laughs> no, you knew it too. As soon as it hit, as soon as it hit me, I was, oh my god! Yeah, whoa, <laughs> whoa, yeah. what? No, 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 way. no, so no, no. Fucking train. I anyway. called my mother-in-law and screamed at her. Oh, why? Why? <laughs> because she moves things. You told me about this. Yeah, yep, you told me about this. Yeah. yeah, I know. After the maids come every week, they come on Monday. I like go and like do my thing. So you know, at night I have. Like my house is pitch black at night. All of you guys fucking know that pitch black at night. And like, I have my things. This is my nighttime and this is my morning time. Bingo. And I just go through them with the oral dropper and drop them in. And like every single Monday, they're all mixed together, put nice and neat. And I have to turn the light on and I'm just like, Oh dude, it gets so frustrating. I absolutely hate that. But yeah, that max endurance is nuts. Like people who are not taking that, I truly highly recommend. I will say I have my people usually, my people who actually train, I just have them start at half an ML. 
It's like one ML, you could like you you need to learn how to govern yourself on oh, that. Boy. I feel like you feel that way. Yeah, I feel like you can go. I'm not even sure what Carnison does. I've looked it up. I've I know it. there's like there's hardly anything on it. Car like this the 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 um all that's all Max Nerds is is El Carn Carnison. And there's nothing on it, like hardly anywhere. But when you take that shit, like you just don't stop training. I mean, I do have this huge lump on my lower back where I inject it. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Just no, I'm just growing a tumor. Like, fuck it. I can train all day. That's what the, that's what the things in your lower back are. Yeah. That's what they yes. are. <laughs> Injection that's sites. The, that's the carnison building up Scar there. tissue. Daniel, when you're in San Antonio, when do you train with a training partner? You only train with training partners when you come up with T&I. Yeah, normally just train alone. Um, I train with John every Sunday. Yeah. Uh, that's been really cool since he's been prepping. Yeah. Um, yeah, we train a push day every Sunday. But then other than that, it's usually either alone or with my roommate. Yeah. Lisa. You feel you feel when you're training with somebody, there's probably a pretty big difference in training alone, yeah. Uh, I feel like there's a – I have two, like, moods that I can be in Yeah. Uh, when I'm training with other people. I like to be around people like you guys who are yeah. stronger than me, yeah. who have tons of knowledge so that I can just be the learner for yeah. a day. Yeah. Because often what happens is at my gym, like, someone will ask to train with me, and that will – immediately like put me in the like teacher yep. role and yep. sometimes i don't want to be in that role nope sometimes i just want to train yeah and so that's hard to find mm -hmm. that's what i mean that's why any opportunity i get to come up here yeah i get to do that because i might not be the smartest guy in the room which is yeah that that's which, usually that's happens always want. but that's what you want Ross, yeah, I mean, you obviously have a training partner. You and Cody train together. He's doing universe this week. And by the time the podcast drops, he'll hopefully have achieved a, a goal of his. He's had it for a long time. He looks nuts. I'm really proud to see, you know, what he's done. Um, but obviously, you guys started working together after your last show. And I would say there's been a very big difference um, in your training output having that. Talk a little bit about good training partner, what having a training partner does, how, how you and Cody's communication works out. Cause obviously I've, Thomas and I have a lot of experience mm -hmm. in this realm. Um, chat about how you guys work. Well, um, he knows when to push me and pull me back. Mm -hmm. So like, Hey, you need to, that's, it's your money set right now. Or, Hey dude, you probably shouldn't be doing this right now. You're like, you're four days out. Like, yeah, don't pick up the hundred pounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just like acts like a governor. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. if not, I'll run myself into the ground. Okay. You do much work beyond failure with him, like presses or anything with four straps. Like four straps? Yeah. 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 Especially on presses, I would say, right? Yeah, just the other day, he helped me do a drop set. On, yeah. I, I randomly wanted to do a straight bar incline bench. You are goofy. I've, I haven't done that in like two years. It felt fucking good. Yeah, what can you hit on that? You probably do easy work sets 315. No. 275. Hmm. 185. Wow. That's impressive. What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> That's why he doesn't train with us. Yeah. Yeah. Boogity load up four plates, give it a fucking 15 spot. Okay. Doesn't matter how much bench, how much <laughs> you look like. Still an amateur. Bench. Yeah. <laughs> Boogity's not going to the Olympics. I'm, uh, I'm always really impressed with Cody um, and like the amount of travel that he has to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And his ability to still be. A really good. He told me he he got the company covered covered it, but he spent I think he had to buy like thirty nine dollars 
his his breakfast one day was ten egg whites and it cost thirty nine dollars at IHOP. Oh, oh my god! I'm like, come on, dude, that sucks. That sucks bad. I, hey, IHOP comes in clutch when you're traveling though. IHOP comes in real clutch. I'll often have my athletes use them and, and go to them. Yeah, it's pricey. Uh, we've talked about that on a podcast. We're like, yeah, you're going to go to Cheesecake Factory, and they will give you your food. They're going to charge you 25 30 bucks for that little yeah. for that meal. But, it's, like, they're going to give you mind. food. Yeah. It, it, absolutely it is. I'll pay anything for that peace of mind. Yeah. Um, I would say having a training partner completely changed both of our bodybuilding trajectories. Uh, the first time we trained together, we had other people in the mix who, um, you know, they – it wasn't just Thomas and I. Is Thomas uh, loud? Are you loud? Because you're quiet. You're quiet. So are you? Thomas can get fired up though, for sure. What, I know what, how uh, to make Thomas real fucking angry. Yeah. What What pushes your buttons? Ooh, there's good. There, ooh, can I answer this before you? Yeah, go ahead. Oh man, when I want Thomas to do something different, I'll be like, I just said the other day. It's always, here's the thing. It's always truthful. It's never me making anything up, which I think is very beneficial. Yeah. The other day I was like, you don't train anything as hard as you train chest. He's like, yeah, I do. And I was like, no, you don't. Like chest is the easiest for you to train. It's the most comfortable. And like you push harder on chest day than you push on the other. And we went back and forth and I know that he's going to get angry if we're going back and forth and he won't get angry outward at me, but then he'll be like, motherfucker. I'm 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 gonna go nuts today, and I saw him in that first set of T-bar rows on back, like do two reps that were like really like really pushing that limit, and so that pisses him off when I call him on his training effort because he used to not train very hard and mm. he got tired of being that way and now he thinks he trains hard which he does, but we all have other levels to go through. The second one is I'll say something like you know I've done nothing in the sport or like you you like you 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 uh, you got eleven place in your last show or like oh like cool you won an overall four years ago like you know like shit like that and like, does that make when, you mad or what is that um how does that make you feel well like it doesn't make me because it's all accurate like it doesn't make me mad towards him it's like he's in the mic. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make me mad like towards him it's like like it's kind of like he's that friend that's being honest and like because it i, I feel like if someone doesn't want you to succeed, they won't tell you shit like that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and get you fired up. Yeah. So I like hearing it because it really, um, you know, drives me in the gym, you know, and sometimes there'll be like, I'll tell them like, fuck, dude, I did, I did a lot more than what I thought I was going to do. Mm -hmm. um, I'll do like maybe three, four more reps than what I would have previously done, mm -hmm. you know, so I think it's like, it's healthy. It depends. Yeah. Like, I guess the chemistry has to be there for that to be healthy. Yeah, we definitely talk a lot shit yeah. to each other, for sure. Or like throughout the gym, like every set's a competition, every single one. Oh yeah. With you and Cody, that'd be like a little harder because it's vastly like, if it was competition, he would lose to you and everything. But me and Thomas, like we we literally go fifty fifty on a week. Um, or like maybe one week he'll go 60, 40, or I'll go 70, 30, but it always balances yeah. out in the end. Um, but something that's really pushing Thomas is when I started going back to lift full time, cause we were training together full time around January of this year. Um, from January to now, I've gotten a lot closer to him as a bodybuilder, not because he hasn't been progressing well, but because my progress really took off. And when I started kind of coming up on him a little bit, like nibbling at, at his heels, he he really he really 
I, he yeah. started taking the food more seriously, the steps more seriously, the the actual bodybuilding more seriously. And like I just told you the other day, I think last week, like this is the best bodybuilding you've ever been doing. There's oh, yeah. places of improvement. Oh yeah, absolutely. but it's the best bodybuilding you've ever been doing. And like I mean, his like he looks nuts. He looks absolutely insane. So pretty unfair. It uh, yeah yeah training with Thomas every day is a little humbling. <laughs> It's 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 a little humbling. He yeah he he looks insane. Like he really I hate saying that, but he looks really fucking good right now. And I know that there's going to be some big things that happen for him next year, whether it's a professional status or not. It's just about getting up there and like you're going to be in the mix. Yeah, you're going to be battling, and like that's all you can ask for. Like at that point, it comes down to posing, conditioning, how your overall conditioning is, and you know he, he's working really hard. But having a training partner to me, you said it perfect. It needs to be someone who's like similar strength. Similar height, sim like similar status in terms of who they are as a bodybuilder. Like Cody handles himself as a professional. Like you and I push each other through, you know, through we're a similar status. Um, Cause if every fucking set, you got to like take off two plates or three plates. Like net you're doing cardio during your session, like, like, like two, or, or you got to adjust the seat and just, and then you got to find, you know, it, you need to have a lot of similarities between you guys. I feel like to like be a good training partner. Like the only people we train with Daniel, um, Nick comes once yeah. Drew comes and like, like, well, you know, there, there, there's load movement discrepancies, not when you're there, but like with Drew or Nick are there, Yeah. but like everything else aligns and matches up pretty well. Yeah. I also think it's just like, if you're surrounding yourself with people that are really fucking attacking something and like, we all know who we are as bodybuilders. Like, obviously, Ross got the validation of who he is. But, like, at the same token, like, us four can all hit a training session and we're all going to win rounds. Like, we're all going to win some sets. Like, Ross isn't just going to blow our fucking doors off. Or Thomas isn't going to. Thomas is insane on push day. Yeah. You can put this guy under any load and it's going to move. Like it's it's insane. We've had to we've had to pull it back quite substantially, um, in terms of the pounds, in terms of our setup, because like he can just move it. It doesn't mean it's being moved great, but he can just fuck. It's insane. Yeah, all the tricep extensions, bro. Yeah. It is. It <laughs> like there's is, not a stack big enough. Not there's absolutely not. Yeah, I did the the what was it the the life fitness one where we it's over your head. Yeah, you dude. Do yeah, I did down. the whole it's brutal. It's three hundred pounds. I did the whole stack for nine. I do one eighty for like fifteen. <laughs> so so dude, it's yeah, it's, it's really insane. He was hitting the one fifties on dumbbell press before he started going down for twenty five quality good. Can like I was sitting it for twenty two loose reps. His number 25 is like all the way, dude, it's insane. I watched him do 170 or 180 yeah. for 10 reps wow. back at House of Gains a long time ago. Yeah. Nope. I'm just not putting that up. But I'll deadlift, I'll deadlift. I'll oh, yeah. Just, but like, I'm horrible. He's insane. What do you like that with in the gym? Is there any day or any body part that you're just like, I can do unlimited here? I would say leg day. Press. Leg I can press. See I can see yeah. you getting under leg, leg press. press hip press. One time we were at factory. And uh, I was doing some posing stuff and Ross and Cody were working out and Ross comes and gets me and he goes, Hey, can you help me on this set? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Right. Uh, he obviously needs, he's going to the leg press. Like, Oh, he wants me to spot him so he doesn't get buried. Right. Yeah. And so like, I get he, like positioned, you know, underneath the, the weight and he goes, what are you doing? And I went, well, I'm going to spot you. And he goes, no, no, no. I want you to add resistance. All the, all the plates were on the leg press. 
Yeah. And so, yeah. And so they don't even give me a warm up or anything or coach me on any of this. And so he takes the first one down and I don't quite time like the stop point with like when my elbows should be locked out. And so like, I kind of buckle and the weight hits me in the chest. So it probably drives him down even more. But anyway, so now I'm just holding on for dear life as as he's repping the thing out and I don't know, he probably did 12 or 15 and then he, were, he was just like, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm looking over at Cody going, what the fuck? What the I remember he, why he do you guys tell, tell he, me? He goes, that was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> estimated load. What's that estimated load? I don't know. Push down as hard as you can. With and, all the plates on the leg press. There's no room for more plates. So, and that's the arsenal. I think they fit 15, right? Something like that. On each, on each yeah. side. So he asked me why I did that versus the bands. Uh, I did? That's smart. It was a good question. And, <laughs> and I said, this is just my opinion. I said the bands don't have intuition, meaning yeah. it's going to be as much resistance as the band can do. Yeah. But if I'm saying, if if Daniel is pressing as hard as he can, or like 80 of what he can, and I'm telling him, like, dude, I need more, 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 more. He can give me more. The band can't give me less or more. You've explained that to me before. Yeah, you've explained. I hate banded shit. Mm. I don't want to see a reverse band hack squat. What, do you you like it? Only from a recovery aspect. Talk to me about it. Uh, Convince me. Just specifically the banded hack? Banded hack, anything, any wherever a band makes a movement easier and not harder. Okay, so like personal experience, I had a hip issue. I was telling Thomas earlier, uh, there's just like a lot of chronic pain there. And when I would get to the bottom of a squat is when it would hurt the most. So when I was prepping, I didn't have time to rehab that hip. So I made the decision to continue to do the hacks, but take load off of uh, like the sled when it would be most painful for me so that it can re-engage out of the painful range. If that makes sense. Does, was that the only emotion that hurt? Yeah. Then why do that? Why, s- s- uh, well, like any squatting pattern would okay. hurt. Okay. If I wanted it. So not just loaded. the hack. It was all right. squats. Right. Okay. But it was just, and, that, and then after that, he rehabbed the hip. Yep. And the best way to, I thought for me to rehab that hip was to slowly lo- loosen or like lighten that band tension yeah. till it's all the way down to nothing. See, but the problem is everyone sees that we would see it. Mm. And then people without hip problems or without knee problems do it. And now it's like this overpopulated thing. I agree. I agree. Like, why are you doing this? I yeah, think there has to be a purpose for it. Hunter Labrada started doing it, and then everyone else was like, "Well, this is how he got us." Like Hunter Labrada was the seventh best bodybuilder in the world two years ago. Like what he's doing applies to zero of us, even Ross in this room. Like until you're at that level, that dude's really good. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah. it doesn't matter. Fuck, look at his like, like you you get to a point, and I feel like Ross is going to get there. Like, well, like what else? What else do you do? Like, where can you load your quads? To a point where, like, they're actually getting pushed. And, you know, he had. While balancing, like, like, staying safe. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when Hunter Labrada does something, he was the seventh best bodybuilder in the world two years ago. Like, I don't think there's much application that we really take from that. Can I ask you? This is a philosophical question. Yeah. Why do we look up? So, like, objectively, let's say I am an average 
amateur bodybuilder. Yeah. And I'm ranked, let's say Daniel's <laughs> ranked, me. let's say Daniel's ranked 1500. Okay. Why is he, I'm not saying this is the wrong way to look at it or he should or shouldn't. Should he look up to the seventh, to the fourth, to the third, to the, the first best bodybuilder no. in the world? No. No, I don't. No. If you're a junior varsity high school quarterback, you should not be watching Tom Brady's tape. Yeah. Who should you be watching? The guy who's starting in front of you. To be honest, I mean, who won your show? Who won your? Who won the overall at the last show you did? Who yeah. who got fifth place in your class at nationals? Like, that's how I, I think a lot of people jump. Like they do, they do. This is what this guy's. What doing. can I learn from Hadi Chupan? Yeah, absolutely nothing. <laughs> There's not a single thing I can learn from that guy. Yeah, I can't learn from Phil Heath. <laughs> he also can't speak. There's literally nothing I can learn from Hadi Chupan. <laughs> um, but but but. Um, if I will say for myself, I do look at what Bumstead is doing as we're similar statures, um, we're similar height, similar weight. He's stronger than me, but like it's not like he's blowing my doors off with strength. Obviously, his physique is far greater. So, like I look at Bumstead. So, am I? Would I? Would you say I'm wrong for doing for for looking up to him and what he's doing with his training? I don't think you look anything like Bumstead. I don't look anything like Bumstead. We have similar. We're both around six feet tall. We both have this beautiful mullet on our head. We're similar. I strength. say that ends right there between the comparisons. <laughs> right there, six feet tall, mullets. <laughs> then just everything else. <laughs> So I shouldn't be watching what he's doing. No, with his I don't think so. I look at what Justin Shire is doing with his training. Yeah, I, I think there's. I look at train by JP. I kind of think everyone should look at train by JP. Oh yeah, because he has no all due respect oh, yeah. to shit physique, but the most unbelievable training mm -hmm. and so strong. The strongest dude pound for pound that I. I, 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 if there's a true piloting competition amongst bodybuilders, I'm just putting my money in the train by JP. He trains harder than everybody. He's unbelievably intellectual. Mm -hmm. Do you think he, do you think he's stronger than Nick Gloff? That yeah. Yeah. Time skin in the game. Very strong. Time under the bar. I love Nick Gloff. That guy is so strong. I know. That like the amount of fatigue that accumulates, I think I that's know. what makes it difficult for him to diet. But if, but it, but <sighs> that's a whole other topic. I'd love to chat with Nick about on this podcast. I I, I've had him on before, and he's an amazing guest. I think you should. But if you put Nick Gloff and trained by JP and revive Jim right now, cage deadlift, <laughs> squat, bench, James Hollingshead. As the I don't know much about as James. The MC. <laughs> No, 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 let me get that MC, bro. We can, we can pay per view this. I, I feel like JP wins that. I feel like yeah. JP beats it. Not not because of anything against Nick. It's incredible to even be compared to Jordan yeah. Peters. But like I I just I, I feel like he's the strong he's the best trainee I, I've ever seen. I think when it comes to like bodybuilders, I think there's you guys can See if you think along the same lines as me, but I think there's like a clear divide uh, between the guys that are usually at the top, but they're those guys that they would be great bodybuilders no matter what they did, no matter what training style. 
Like Hottie would be there if he was high intensity or high volume. I agree. Or if he carb cycled or if he, like, it doesn't matter. Like he was going to be there. So I think there's a clear line there. And then I think there below that are the people that it's a contest to see who can work the hardest Mm. and string together the most perfect weeks. Because like, if you look back at Ross's pictures, when he first started with Dom, like he had big legs, but that picture, I think you're doing a front lat spread is it's laughable, right? Like just yeah, very soft upper body. Like just not a good body. He looked like he played division to college football. He did. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. You know? He looked like he was a meathead from the linebacker. Like room sports. Yeah. And just lifted weights as a byproduct yeah. of trying to get good at sports. But it's not like he looked like Dallas McCarver. No, and, and I don't think Ross would ever be one of those guys that could just do whatever he wanted. No, for sure not. Yeah. So no, I think but, but, there's but, that clear line. And I think the people that you should look up to are the people that are flirting with that top of that are line. Are like Ross, yeah. I That's who you should look James up James Hollenhead's a great name. I'm not super familiar with his training. I need to follow Strong along with fuck. him. But like he's someone who just worked really, really hard to get to that point. I, I, I do kind of feel like um, I kind of feel like the top five at the Olympia this year is all going to be kind of those guys that were doing whatever the fuck they wanted to. I kind of feel like it might be that every it year. Probably will be forever. probably forever. Yeah, it probably will. And those be. are good guys to be fans of. You can yeah. root for those people. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think you can learn a whole lot. I struggle to be a fan of someone I'm not relatable with. Like, I, like I'm, I'm a fan of like Ross. Or like, you're like you can relatable. you could pick a winner. Like you're picking a college football game. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of like not very visceral. The top five that relationship. Know, they were all going to be there no matter what. Yeah. I feel like like um, I, yeah. I mean Nick Nick, Nick Walker could have fucking gotten to that point no matter who he was with, what he was doing. It just. He was going to outwork everybody, and he had the genetics to get to the the place that he is, and he was going to be so meticulous with his training no matter what, with his life, the way he lives his whole life. That, like, I mean, to be honest, if you take someone like Thomas or I would say someone like Thomas, and he just goes on this eight-year Nick Walker style of living like a bodybuilding monk. Jeez. Like, I mean, Thomas is going to be one. Like, he would be one of those guys too. Like, he really would. Um, Walk but, right into it. But the, but the hard part is like that's the reason why those great bodybuilders are at that level because he just does it and he makes it look effortless. Mm-hmm. It, it's not easy to do. It's not easy to be a monk. A literal bodybuilding monk for this duration of time, especially at the age he did it. That's what's most important. I mean, he's 28, 29. And he started when he was like 17, just mm-hmm. a monk. Yeah. Like I was 17, like smoking cigarettes, trying to keep it from my parents. Yeah. Like we were just not the same. Yeah. I, I thought I was going to go to Duke and play basketball. <laughs> really? I did. I did. I learned summer of my junior year because I played against Austin Rivers, who was going to Duke for basketball at a camp, and it did not end in my favor or even close to my favor. Mm. I was a non-factor. And at that point, I realized, oh, Oh. no one told me. No one told me that I wasn't that. That was so funny. Damn. So fucking funny. Yeah. I was a superstar in high school. Yeah. Uh, Football. Yeah. I went to Duke. I thought I was going to Duke. No shit. Yep. For football. Yeah. I get there, do my 40, run like a four, five. That's good. Yeah. Moving. And then I saw the dudes that are going to Duke. 
50 pounds heavier. <laughs> and they are just yeah. lapping me. I'm yeah, like, bro. I got to pick something else. Or, yeah. I think I, I think I said, well, I'm going to Salisbury. Yeah. Is that was, what you want? Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get mistaken, like, in public for being, like, a professional football player or anything? No, 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 no. It's no? always. What about you, Thomas? <sighs> yeah. I bet you do. I, I, I think probably, uh, I wouldn't say offend. I wasn't offended, but someone said, are you a professional wrestler? And he said it like that, a wrestler. Interesting. Interesting. So they thought I was a professional wrestler. It's funny because, um, so a few, a couple years ago when I was like a little smaller, I would get like J.J. Watt and I didn't have the beard the way oh. it was. I would get this J.J. Watt. Yeah. And like, what's funny is, uh, like like JJ was an insane, you know, for an athlete, just an insane physique. But it's like if you put any of us in this room in football pads and put us out on a field, we are going to look like we're going to stick out so much, even in NFL field. I think we tear our hamstrings before we get hit. But we wouldn't have a chance at doing anything against any of those guys. Let, let look like Tarzan, play like Jane. That would be all of us on a football yeah, field right. right now. I don't want to get hit. I don't want contact. No. I'm, I'm running away from that, dude. I don't even want to swing a golf club. No. I don't even want to bend down and tie my shoes. Mm. <laughs> but be a professional bodybuilder, guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're uncomfortable every single second of your life. That's that's another thing. Do you do you consider bodybuilding a sport? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. 100%. And basketball and football, you can leave practice and you cannot live the lifestyle. This is a whole... It's a whole thing. Even if you're only going 90% hard for bodybuilding, like there's a 10% gap that you could increase on. Yeah. I mean, that's still way more effort than like a lot of, a lot of, not all, yeah. professional basketball players, professional football players, professional whatever are giving their craft. They could all eat better. They could all train a little smarter. They could all recover better. They True. could all, you know, and like in bodybuilding, like you, you have to continually reap that reward. Now, are we going, are we even in conversation with guys at the top of that level? Absolutely not. Like, I mean, what, Le, didn't LeBron spend like 10 million? What is it? Like he spends like a million a month or 10, uh, yeah, like a million a month on recovery. Well, we don't have those resources, but that's a fuck ton of hard work to spend a million dollars a month in recovery. Like you're working very hard. The best deal. What's it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Does he have a discount code? <laughs> discount LeBron. <laughs> Out. There should be a <laughs> universal code that every company has. It's just LeBron, I, Beyonce I, at checkout. I thought <laughs> I thought along the same lines as that, and then until Ross made a post, like I don't know, maybe six or seven months ago, and you said something it was on your story, something to the effect of like the hardest thing that we do as bodybuilders is like eat food. It's like probably the hardest right. thing, and I can't remember what else you talked about in that post, but it was something to the effect of like it's not a difficult thing to get up and go train, but eating the food is what causes people to not continue yeah. on. Yeah. I agree with that. But do you think it's a sport? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think I would, I would say it's my sport. I like that because I was a college athlete, yeah. extremely competitive, very successful. And I looked at all my teammates that stopped playing football. Yeah. They got literally, all of them were fat because yeah. they had just abandoned their lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. So I needed that competition. Yeah. Um, I needed that structure. Yeah. That routine. 
Yeah. That's something that literally work for every single year. Yeah. You know, you start as a freshman, you do X, Y, Z. Now you're a sophomore. You know the offense a little better. Maybe getting a couple reps in the game. Now you're a junior. Now you're fighting for the first. Now you're a senior. Now you're, you know, winning, scoring touchdowns. Yeah. I needed that sort of lineage of of like graduation of steps. competition steps. I love that. Um, so I wouldn't, I know I wouldn't say it is a sport. I would say it's my sport. Yeah. Um, I like how that's put. So yeah. it's just, it, it can be a sport for some people, but it yeah. definitely can't be for everybody. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's a sport, like a traditional ball. Yeah. Sport. I know it's not like the scores aren't necessarily being kept on yeah. the scoreboard where you can do something to make up for. It would be really cool if bodybuilding had something like that. I think it was cool when they used to have at the Olympia there posed like, rounds. Um, yeah, the like challenge the rounds. rounds where they would be like, all right, like Ross and Thomas. Yep, and like I think just they two should, guys out. They should bring that back. I think they should do awards like best bodybuilder of the year. Yeah, best coach of the year. Yeah, comeback story of the year. Yeah. Um, most improved Ross Flanagan wins that award. We, yeah, we buy us out. Um, <laughs> things to make it more sport like. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it would be much more mainstream yeah. if they got there. I don't think people care as much about steroids as everyone says that they do. They're like, well, we're not on ESPN because of steroids. I don't think anyone gives a shit. Steroids are just as prominent in all the sports that are on ESPN. Yeah, they're just not <laughs> abusing them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Some of them are. So there's a lot of that going on. Boys. I wanted to bring an entertainment, an entertaining, easy to listen to podcast to the guests. I love having you guys on. I could talk shop with y'all all day. Some great stuff in here. I'm excited for the next time. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, Boogity. Thank you, Ross. Appreciate you as always. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks for driving up, training together. Hey, I keep letting me beat your ass in these sessions, bro. It's really good for my ego. Yeah, one day I'm going to turn it on. Yeah, you are. I, just, he's just warming up. I don't want to outstay my welcome yet. Yeah, he, he's just warming <laughs> up right now. All right. Hold on. Let, I, got, I got one little story. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, Daniel, um, you don't even know this. Do you know what this story is? I think I You're do. Just no, you don't. Okay. Because I Hold on. First of all, I want to know what you think I'm saying. Oh, the first time we trained together and I trained in pants and long sleeves. Yes. What? So I never met this guy. Okay, I never met him. I DM'd him. He DM'd me. I've never met him. I, I said, let, I said, let like, me get. I said, let me get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought he was just like another like fan <laughs> follower. Okay, I never met you, right? No. I don't even. Th I don't, I have a lot of interactions. I don't remember talking to people online. No. Okay. So he pulls up, and I swear to God, I thought he was like a painter. Like some carpet, carpet, <laughs> carpetman, like carpentry guy, landscaper, <laughs> and we're working. And then we're uh, we're doing legs. He keeps all of his clothes on. He's wearing Crocs and like or boots and long. Yeah, Crocs. and and where he's asking me questions, and I'm like, why are you asking me these questions? Like prep specific questions because I can't see anything. I don't see any muscle or anything. He looks like a normal fucking dude. <laughs> and then he goes, you mind if we pose? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, sure, Man. dude. We can pose. <laughs> Do you even know what posing is? Yeah, right. Oh my. And then he God. takes his, his clothes off and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that reaction many times. <laughs> so yeah, my show's in like two weeks. I'm like, why didn't you say you were like. Dude, I thought you were a dad, like, 
Some weirdo fan. <laughs> oh my god, that's a, how long ago was this? It was just super. This was healed. when Factory just opened up, right yeah. last year. Yeah, that's this is when I did Universe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. so like literally a year. Ago. Yeah, and you yeah. went over. You won the overall at the Dallas. Was oh, the Dallas, the Dallas show before? Yeah. So what fun. Dallas show? Dallas Europa the or the the World Fit Games, yeah. whatever. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, that that's was, funny. That Fucking Daniel feeling. the Painter. I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. All right, boys. Until next time, like us, subscribe us. Peace. Peace.